we're live here on Facebook. I'd like to welcome those listening in podcast land. And normally, I'd welcome my buddy Rich, but unfortunately, actually, no, fortunately, he is uh, with his lovely wife. They are celebrating their anniversary and uh, taking a well-deserved vacation. Uh, Rich, Amy, if you guys do listen to this together, happy anniversary. Great job. Um, and, uh, yeah, let's celebrate. Um, if you're not rich, I know you listen, you'll listen at some point. Uh, hi. Um, and, uh, because rich doesn't do it, isn't here to do it. Welcome to all our YouTube fans out there. Uh, great to have you here. <coughs> um, so you know what? We're one week closer to Christmas. It's been a great week. Um, the school has had fun dress-up days, so I've gotten to have fun and, and do some fun dress-up things this week. And, uh, yeah, I've just I've, I've gotten to, to relax a little bit. We're getting caught up. We've got a busy couple of weeks with Christmas break. Uh, we, we get some time with that. Uh, and then after that, back to the new year. Um, so we got a show for you it might be a little short today i'm gonna try to normally i can pontificate on things long enough and uh draw things out long enough to actually get uh a full uh, hopefully an hour or close uh but we'll see um first and foremost what are we talking about today today we are talking about uh the nfl is huge this week uh lots of things to talk about um Man, is it going to be man, it's gonna be a rough week. Uh it's it's a lot to talk about. Uh there's some things I'm gonna talk about that Rich doesn't have on the outline. Um we also have uh baseball to talk about. Huge baseball things to talk about. And uh yeah. Um Rich's topics would have probably been uh the Chicago Bulls. And uh, we'll always give you that spoiler alert at the end of the show. Uh, but with that, let's roll the intro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. Okay, we, uh, before we get started, as we do every week, we have to talk our poll question. This week's poll question Apple Jacks or cinnamon or Captain Crunch with Crunch Berries. Folks, there were 13 of you that decided to vote on this one. We appreciate each and every one of you. And man, was this another overwhelming victory. Let me give you the votes for Apple Jacks. There were four of you. Debbie Washburn, Sue Hart, Matt Johnson, and Tamika May. Uh, there were nine of you. That's double and one plus one uh, that voted for Captain Crunch with Crunchberries. Me, Ashley Shrepek, Josh Hendricks, 
Gail Welchman, Austin Shrepeck, Pete Kincaid, Rich, Josh Couture, and Jason Farrell. Thank you, everyone that voted on that poll question. Uh, you voted for the right thing if you voted for, for Crunchberries, in my opinion. Each person has their own. Um, this next week's poll question, you know, um, wow. Uh, wow. I, it's been live for four hours and we already have 20 votes. Uh, because I'm starting later than Rich was planning on. Uh, he put up bacon versus avocado toast. Man, uh, this is going to be a highly voted on one at least. And uh, yeah, lots of shout outs next time we meet. Um, yeah, so with that, uh, if you are interested in voting in the poll question, check us out on Facebook.com slash Balls and Six or Fans of Balls and Six. Uh, where we post it or share it. Uh, plus, I regularly uh, share the poll question, um, and Rich tries to as well, uh, so it gets out to our friends and family, which is why you hear some names that you don't, that, uh, that sometimes you, you don't see elsewhere. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's already got 20 votes. Wow. I was not expecting that. Uh, and I won't even talk about where the votes are going because I am shocked at how many votes it has already. Um, with that, let's go ahead and move into the NFL. we got to talk about week 14, locks of the week. Rich picked the Packers over the Giants. The Giants pulled it off 24-22. to 22. Rich drops to 6-8. and eight. I picked the Texans over the Jets. The Jets destroyed the Texans 30 to 6, bringing me down to 8 and 6. In our upset alert, uh, Rich picked the Rams over the Ravens. In overtime, the Ravens pulled it off, dropping Rich to 8 and 6. I picked the Broncos over the Chargers. That brought me up with the Broncos winning 24 to 7 to 8 and 6. The Bears-Lions game, uh, Rich and I both picked the Lions, and the Bears pulled it off 28-13, bringing the Bears up to an, a 5-8 and eight record. Rich has a 7-6 and six record, and I have an 8-5 and five record on the year. Can the, the Bears make the playoffs? Well, yes. The, the answer is yes. Um, they are likely going to get the number one overall pick because the Panthers are doing terribly. And if the Panthers continue to do terribly, you know, that helps us keep the number one overall pick. But what do the Bears need to do to make the playoffs? Um, well, honestly, at this point, they need to win out. I mean, let's win out. That's the first thing that the Bears need to do. Um, by the way, they only have a 1.4% chance at making the playoffs. And that's if they win out. Yeah, that's, I don't think that's going to happen. 
Um, needless to say, one of those wins has to be the against the Packers in Lambeau. Yeah, I think we can take the Browns. Yes, I think we can take the Cardinals. Yes, I think we can take the Falcons. As a Bears fan, I think they can do it. But the Packers in Lambeau? Man, that would be ridiculous. That would be crazy. Now, that also requires that the Vikings lose three of the last four against the Seahawks and the Rams. And the Seahawks and the Rams both need to lose twice. And the NFC South couldn't have two teams in it that finish better than nine and eight. There's a chance. Do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. Um, but if the Panthers finish with the worst overall record, yes, the Bears, uh, the, the Bears get the number one overall pick. If the Bears win out, yes, they get. They would also need the Vikings to lose three of the final four games, the Seahawks and the Rams to each lose twice and two of the Buccaneers Saints and Falcons to lose at least twice do I think it's gonna happen no but would it be ridiculous a little bit a little bit but that's okay um what have I seen with the Bears man since Justin Fields has been back their play has been better spoiler alert Justin Fields is a better quarterback. <gasps> Why does that surprise anybody? He's a good quarterback. I would almost even say he's a great quarterback. Why are we surprised that when he comes back onto the field, the Bears improve? Do I think if he would have not gone away, they would have many more wins probably not but here's the problem the problem isn't with with the quarterback it's not with the quarterback play it's with the play calling now one thing that the quarterback is allowed to do when you have a quarterback like Justin Fields on the field he's allowed to call all the audibles he's allowed to change the call when he comes to the line of scrimmage and says Hey, they know that this is a wide receiver screen. I'm going to run away from this. We're going to we're going to do a sweep. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. He changes the call like he should. Doesn't do this wide receiver screen four times in a row. Hopefully he doesn't again. This is the problem that I'm seeing like the problem with the Bears is not personnel, by the way. It's not. The problem with the Bears has everything to do with head coach and coordinators. By the way, if the Bears win out and they make the playoffs, do I think they should put fire Matt Eberflus? A hundred thousand percent, yes. There are quarterbacks. There are coaches out there that I think the Bears could use. There's rumors. And there's pretty strong indications that there'll be P, there'll be two great 
coaches available in this offseason? Nothing's confirmed. Nothing's promised. But there are currently two coaches that are on that that are not going to there's at least one that won't be back in the college ranks likely and there'll be at least one who won't be with his NFL team who is a great quarterback and there's Eric Bieniemy there's three options Jim Harbaugh I believe Bill Belichick I understand right now that's a stretch, but there are there have been conversations had that as far as we know and as far as some of the ways that things are being put out there leg- legitimately seem like it should like he like like they should be getting rid of Bill Belichick in the next year. That's likely going to happen. Next year will be the first year Bill, we don't see Bill Belichick with the New England Patriots in 25 years, if I remember correctly. And that's where things change. So you have Jim Harbaugh and you have, have Bill Belichick likely at this point from what, everything I've seen and everything I've read and everything I've heard, both of those guys are likely looking for a new place to coach next year. By the way... If this isn't the year Eric Bieniemy gets an opportunity to take on the head coaching job, then somebody has a stack of emails between him and uh, and and John Gruden that make him look just as bad as John Gruden because that's the only explanation I have right now because it makes no sense why Eric Bieniemy has not been hired and is not a head coach in the NFL today. If he doesn't do if if the Bears don't fire uh, Matt Eberflus and hire Eric Bieniemy, then something is wrong. By the way, if they hire Jim Harbaugh, I'd be okay with that. But I, again, I still think Eric Bieniemy is the answer in Chicago. Um, Jim Harbaugh would be great. Bill Belichick would be great. But Eric Bieniemy, we need an offensive-minded man. Don't get me wrong. Jim Harbaugh could be is a great offensive mind. He is. And Bill Belichick has pr- has a proven track record of being able to draw stuff up and to get his team to play the right way. What he ha- but Eric Bieniemy, we know his knowledge of the offensive side. We know how great he is in general. It's about time somebody gives him a chance. I think that should be in Chicago. If you don't like that, comment down below. Either if if you're watching later on Facebook, comment in the in the comment section. If you're watching on YouTube, love to hear from you. Um, and if you're in podcast land I, d- I think you can podcast you can comment somewhere in a lot of those but seriously 
If you don't, if you're not there, if you're in podcast land and you think I'm being an idiot right now, jump on your computer, get over to on your phone, go over to Facebook, go over to YouTube, let us know what you think about what I'm saying right now. Because honestly, I think that's the best solution. Eric, I don't care if the Bears went out this year. That does not go to show that Eberflus is any good. It doesn't. Okay. Thursday Night Football. Chargers, Raiders. Uh, Rich picked the Raiders. I picked the Chargers. Rich picked the Raiders sounding like he was going just against me. I don't know. Maybe he did think that he 100% should have and would have loved it, but uh, wanted to pick that way. Huge, huge blowout. 63-21 to 21 Raiders. Wow. Wow. Uh, Rich is at 13 and four. I am at nine and eight. Oh, really would have loved to see them hit that 70 burger. Um, immediately afterwards, uh, Brandon Staley gets fired, and so does Tom T- uh, Telesco. Uh, both getting fired uh, hours. I don't even know if they made it hours, but the the report came out hours after. The game ended. Uh, I, probably they they landed and they were like, "Okay, let's go in. Let's 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 have this meeting. Pack up your things. Get out of here. Go home." Brandon Staley has not done anything for that team. When Rich and I were talking about it, his immediate thoughts were about time. I couldn't agree more. Um, it's I the the person I feel worse for. By the way, are is are the Chargers clearing out both their man their GM and their coach because they think they're going to be able to pick up uh, Bill Belichick and he'll get both jobs. He'll come in, set up the Belichick way, and uh, and all of a sudden Justin Herbert's going to be the new Tom uh, Tom Brady. And uh, run it, run it down, and and have years of success, and blah blah blah. Maybe. I don't think that's their plan. I think they just needed to get rid of both of those guys because things are terrible. Could it happen? Yeah, I'd see it happen. Um, another story that came out this week: uh, Bill Bellet or uh, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, in the last play of the game. Yeah, pretty not quite the last play of the game, but one of the last plays of the game. Um, uh, Tony, uh, I can't think of his first name, uh, lines up offsides. Uh, Flag is thrown as the play starts. First and foremost, let's talk about that. Flag is thrown as the play starts. Only one person on that field knows how this is going. It's going back five yards unless something crazier happens. And what what unfolds, Patrick Mahomes uh, has has a wide open Tony. Doesn't go there. The guy drops his head, looks away. Patrick Mahomes throws it to Travis Kelsey, who then, rather than getting tackled, throws the ball backwards back 
to Tony Pollard-Pone, who then runs it in for for a touchdown. Flag was thrown at the beginning of the play. Wasn't thrown midway through the... Wasn't thrown anywhere else. Was thrown at the beginning of the play. Go back and watch it, folks. Now, afterwards, everybody starts screaming and yelling. It's offsides, five-yard penalty, replay the down. The Chiefs go ballistic. Now, part of the reason, he's been lining up that way all year. All season, he lined up. There's a, there's like four or five plays that they had him lined up just like that. You can go find the tape for yourself. You can find it. He was lined up just like that, and never once in that game, in those three, four, six times, I think is is what I what I saw on the the replay that I that I had seen that somebody was proving a point. Never once in those other five times did it get called and on the last drive of the game you're going to call it now rich says he thinks it, uh, he, he thought it was a legitimate call however the optics look bad to have a game winning touchdown reversed on a call and called that He believes, as I think, offsides, false starts on the offense should be a dead ball immediately upon the... Don't even do it. Don't even do it. Whistle the ball dead, put him back five yards, boom, done. Nobody would have cared. Mahomes... So, there's that. Two, the biggest problem with this whole thing is Patrick Mahomes' response and Andy Reid's response. These two grown men, now, right off the bat, they snap off, they shoot their mouths off, they talk about how the refs had uh, had no right doing that. That was terrible, blah, blah. Here's the problem. And, and it, this, is what, this is my true thoughts. Maybe I'm wrong. I think if they made those statements right away, they get inter- they're getting interviewed on the field. They're in the heat of the moment. That's their thoughts. Now, Monday comes. They watch the tape. They say, yep, bad play. We need to fix it. Okay, put them out. Get each of them release a statement saying, hey, after looking at it, I see what they're talking about. I think, even if they say, I think this should have been a blown call or a blown whistle right away, I think that's how it should be handled. Even if you're, you're saying you disagree with how it is handled, you say they were right, but I disagree with how it was handled, I think blows right over. The problem is, is they, di- they, they haven't done that. Patrick Mahomes has rolled it back a little bit, but not fully. And I, I, I haven't seen it, but I'm sure that the NFL is going to find these guys. Let me look. I haven't looked at that report in, in a couple days. 
Um, NFL finds Patrick Reed and or Andy Reed and Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Apparently, bo- between the both of them, it's one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Guess what? They both make ten times more than that. It's not a big deal for either of them. But I truly believe that if you say, "Hey, I saw the replay," I did. I disagree with how it was handled because I think it should be handled. Call the play dead immediately. Give us our penalty. We'll work from there. Or, it, it, but other than that, they made the right call. I apologize. I think if they do that, they get off without the fine. But NFLs find them both, um, and neither one of them back down. So that's a problem that I have. Um, the question, and this is a huge problem. This is people are starting to think truly believing that the NFL is rigged flat out rigged they think that gambling debts and and money like not just gambling debts but the NFL is in bed with the bookmakers and they know what the the outcome needs to be for the bookmakers to make and the reason why they think this isn't because of anything anybody has said what it is is inconsistency in calls if the refs are not professionals if they're not getting paid enough to make gambling decisions there's no way that anybody's going to say this is not the the you can stand up and say it for sure. Um, so, I, I mean, it, that's the problem. Until we can say, until there's consistency, until these guys are making enough money that it's not that the gambling debts, the gambling blah, 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 isn't going to be a suspicion even. You're going to have the thought that Tim Donahue, the, uh, the, 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 the NFL has their own Tim Donahue's guys. The, the Tim Donahue is the, the guy who in the NFL or in the NBA Worked with a buddy of his, never apparently never placed bets, but fixed bets and earned money that way. Until we can prove that that's not happening in the NFL, until we can say, until there's their consistency and their ability to make calls is beyond question, the question on whether or not the NFL is rigged, will always come up. Do I think the NFL has storylines they want to see? 100% yes. By the way, if you don't think that the NFL want, if you think that the NFL was rigged, why would you think, why do you think they'd let the Chiefs lose a game like that? 
I think if if the NFL was rigged, they would have picked that flag up quietly. Nobody would have ever known, and it would have been washed away. Why? Because the NFL, the the world loves Patrick Mahomes. This year's biggest storyline in not not in in sports, the biggest storyline of the year is Taylor Swift dating Travis Kelsey. So you're telling me that the biggest team, the biggest storylines, the biggest all of it, the thing that's bringing women's eyeballs to the NFL, and they want to hurt that storyline? You're off your rocker. They would have done everything they can to make sure that the Chiefs win that game if they could, but they don't. The NFL wants the Chiefs in every game possible. Why? Because then Taylor Swift's at the game, and if Taylor Swift is at the game, then women want to watch the game. Swifties want to watch the game. And if Swifties are watching the game, that's more eyeballs on. That means... Your, your ad revenue's way up. By the way, you want to talk about being way up? How about sales of Travis Kelsey jerseys 400% in one week? Yeah, the story's gone a little stale because it seems to be so steady. But the fact that you can't, like, the fact that this is what, what NFL, what Swifties want, there's no way the NFL would hurt the Chiefs intentionally. They can't do it. These guys are calling the game as they see it. Do they get things wrong? Yes. To err is human. But forgiveness is divine. You know what? We got to brush it off. Patrick Mahomes needs to brush it off. By the way, him making those statements. If I call you out on something, if I call your best friend out on something, if I call, if I say these refs and just blanket statement, these refs are terrible. Guess what? Refs are going to remember. You can't sit there and tell me that this isn't how it's going to work. So when the refs come in and do that, man, Patrick, you're digging yourself a hole. You're now three steps back because now they're going to be critical on everything you do. Now you've brought the attention. You, you've said, oh, they do it they, five other times in that game. He was, all, he was lined up the exact same. Guess what? Now you're going to get it called five times in a game. Mark my words, when the Chiefs play tomorrow, or whenever they play this week, I'm sorry, I don't remember. When the Chiefs play this week, there will likely be more offside penalties because they've called attention to it. This man doesn't know how to line up on sides. Hey, guess what? We just let the whole world know it. And not just the whole world. Not, not only that, we then called out the refs for calling a penalty that should have been a penalty. 
You want to talk about painting a target on your own back? Come on now. Uh, all that to say, uh, was it a penalty? Yes. Did Rich think it was a penalty? Yes. Do we both think that it should have been, a, that the ball should be whistled dead as soon as the snap happens at, on a play like that? Yes. That should be how it goes. Okay. In an, other NFL news that came out in week 14, or since last week, since we talked about it, uh, the NFL has approved and will be putting a game in Brazil for 2024. Um, the NFL's goal is to get more fans, more people into the NFL. The more they, they get it. So we had NFL Europe. And the problem is, is that that was about as good a football as going down and it was it was similar skill level to going to watching your arena league team but here's the problem it wasn't crammed into as small of a venue it wasn't brought to that level of excitement that arena league is so it wasn't as exciting and don't get me wrong i go to i go to to games in okaboji multiple times a year that's not that doesn't change that i enjoy it and that the game's still enjoyable the difference is here's where the problem is is that i i am born bred and built to enjoy football here in america i got no the the, the europeans they they're not it's not a game that's as intense to them, so they need the top-level stuff to bring them over. That's what the rest of the world needs. That's why we're putting games in London, why we're putting games in Mexico City, in apparently Brazil now. Um, I think it's good for the NFL. Getting eyeballs on the NFL helps as much as possible. So um, let's get into the power rankings uh, post week 14 so I'll give you both mine and riches and then the power rankings themselves let's get into it so we are going to put it we'll put it in that order okay at number one Everybody agrees, ELO, Rich, me, and the power rankings, the San Francisco 49ers. And number two, I have the Dallas Cowboys. ELO agrees, and so does the power rankings. Well, kind of. The power rankings has a tie for number two. Um, Rich has the Cowboys at number four. And number two, Rich, however, has the Baltimore Ravens which I have at number three, and so does the ELO. The power rankings, however, ties the, the Cowboys and the Baltimore Ravens at number two. Number three, Rich has the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, which, you know, I, I had, I already said that I have the Ravens, and so does ELO, and uh, three is tied, they're two, so there's no three and number four 
the eagle the power rankings me and the ELO all agree that's where the Eagles belong and number five the Detroit Lions yeah yeah I said it they're gonna make the playoffs uh, they should make the playoffs they should be the the team that comes out of the NFC North I think um, which is kind of why I put them there um, they also have a nine and four record. The ELO, however, disagrees as they have them at 11, but the power rankings puts them at seven. And number s- and Rich and I both agree that the th- with the Detroit Lions. And number six, Rich has the Miami Dolphins. That's where I put the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, and the ELO has the Kansas City Chiefs at five. And uh, the. Uh, the power rankings also have them at five. At six, the power rankings have the Dolphins, and the ELO actually has the Buffalo Bills still. Uh, that past performance is, is helping them a ton. At number seven, I have the Miami Dolphins. Rich has the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, somehow, the Cincinnati Bengals still are at number seven for the ELO. And the power rankings has the Detroit Lions, as I said earlier. At number eight. Uh, Rich has the Cleveland Browns. I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, the ELO has the Dolphins. And the Power Rankings has the Buffalo Bills. At number nine, I have the, the Cleveland Browns. Rich has the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, the ELO has the Minnesota Vikings. And the Power Rankings has the Jacksonville Jaguars. At number 10, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. The ELO has the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Cleveland Browns round up the top 10 for the power rankings. And Rich has the Buffalo Bills. Now our bottom five. Um, at 28, I have the Tennessee Titans. Rich disagrees and puts the Los Angeles Chargers down here. Um, I think... After Sunday, I would ag- I would disagree. After Thursday, I 100% agree with that. Uh, at 29, the Redskins for both of I'm sorry, the uh, Washington Commanders. Yeah. At 30, the Patriots. 31, the Cardinals. And at 32, the Carolina Panthers. Okay. Let's head back to uh, predictions. Let's go for locks of the week. This week's locks of the week. Rich has the Rams over the card or over the Commanders. Uh, he says this season can't get over soon enough for the Commanders. My question to him and Rich, when you listen to this, please go ahead and you can put it in the comments, uh, and we'll bring it back up next week. Uh, do you think that? Ron Rivera is out for the Commanders at the end of the season. Just a question. Uh, I'm going to pick Kansas City over New England. Uh, New England also needs to get wants to get the season done with, and uh, Kansas City just needs to get back winning and get last week past them. Uh, upset alert: Rich is picking the Giants over the Saints. I kind of like that one myself. Uh, he's saying that uh, 
Tommy DeVito and the G-Men keep their winning streak alive. It's only an upset. It's the only upset that he's comfortable with. See, I disagree. I think the Tennessee Titans or the, the Houston Texans are going to beat the Tennessee Titans uh, as I don't think the Titans are that good of a team. Um, I just don't. And I think the the, the Houston is, uh, is going to come out of this better. And uh, we'll see Houston win tomorrow. Uh, also, uh, we have the Bears versus the Browns in Cleveland. Uh, I... You know, I'm picking the Bears because I am angry at Cleveland, and I won't let it go. Rich is picking the Bears because it could go either way, and he's going to go with his gut. Uh, and talking the Bears after not listening to it and taking the Bears. Yeah, okay. So he's t following his gut, which is last week he said he felt like the Bears could win that game. But logic one out over his gut and uh now he's gonna listen to his gut i think that's a good thing to do um personally i actually think that the um i think the bears I, I, here's the problem the bears win this week i'm spoiler alert for next week's show if we have one i don't remember I, we had talked about not doing one um if we want to do it we might do one because we have an extra day i don't know We'll let you know. You'll either see us go live or you won't. That's kind of how it is at this point. Maybe we'll do a Friday midday show or something. Um, I think we both have it off. Um, but uh, the biggest thing is is that the Bears need to lose the Christmas Eve or need to win the Christmas uh, or need to lose the Christmas weekend game. They have to lose that game because they need to make sure that the that uh, that the Cardinals don't get a better don't have a better shot at beating at at getting to the uh, Panthers. Thursday night football this week is going to be the Saints and versus the Rams. Rich is picking the Rams. The Rams are are keep rolling, and the Saints see their playoff hopes disappear. I disagree. I think the the Saints win. Uh, and I think that's uh, – I, I actually don't think that – I I don't mind this upset, but I don't uh, – I don't know that it happens. We'll see. The Saints are up so hot and cold this year. Who knows what's going to happen? I Nobody. Um, so I'm going to take the Saints. We'll see how that goes. Okay. <coughs> uh, let's – leave the gridiron and uh, make some left turns, not in the NASCAR corner, but on the baseball diamond. Um, man, uh, Shohei Otani gets signed to the biggest contract we've ever seen, $700 million. $700 million that man is, is set to make. That contract is huge. Ridiculous. Then all of a sudden, uh, the details come out, and uh, he gets—he's only getting paid two million a year for the first ten years, and then sixty-eight million or sixty, yeah, sixty-eight million for the next ten years deferred payments. But wow, where'd I hear that Otani was going to do something like that? Last week on our show? Yup. 
a month ago on the show? Yup. I've been saying this for years. This is what's going to happen. Now, I think he maybe he defers it a little bit longer rather than taking $68 million. By the way, the salary cap's going up. So by the time we get there, $68 million's probably – I mean, is it going to be huge? Yeah, but is it going to look as huge? Probably not. And in that time, the Dodgers, who got Shohei Otani, are going to have massive – Ability, they're paying the man $2 million for 10 years. Yeah, he's going to get $700 million in 20 years, in the next over the next 20 years, but that man's going to get paid. By the way, here's the problem. By the time this man, by the, by the end of next year, by the end of his, his first year of his contract, he'll be four, he'll be 31. By the end of his 10-year contract, the man is going to be 41 years old. Yes, you can be a pitcher at 41. By the way, you can be a hitter at 41. Now, I don't like saying you can't be both, but here's the problem. We've never seen both. Pitching takes a toll on your body that's ridiculous. There's a reason why starters only pitch once every five days. There's a reason why when we watch guys come out of the bullpen in game four of a World Series who started in game one were like, that man is Superman. There's a reason why when we look at guys pitching on three, four days rest, we're like, how are they doing this? Pitching kills your body. By the way, if Shohei Otani is going, is, goes into the play, deep into the playoffs every year with this team, that's an extra... B- 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 Four, three, five, three, eight, ten, or three, eight, thirteen, thirteen games, I think. Thirteen to minimum. Okay, let me look at this. Let me look. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Two, five. Oh, we'll do minimums. Three, seven, eleven. Eleven extra games a year. Sorry, I was wrong. Eleven extra games a year. Minimum. That's if you get to buy. That's if. You sweep every every game. If Otani's batting in every one of those, but here's the problem with Shohei Otani in the play in the playoffs: if he pitches, that takes him out of batting for two days. You say, well, he, 
he pitched and and batted in the same game in the same day, and he did great. Yeah, he, you can do that once in a while. But in the playoffs, you you're playing the best of the best. You're not playing teams that don't that that aren't gr- that are barely making it. You're playing the best of the best. You can't some. You, you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose him from batting a day ahead. You'll have him in the game, and you might lose him for the next game for betting. How's that gonna work? What's gonna happen is he's not gonna pitch in the playoffs. That's just what's gonna happen. So, um, let's. Uh, that's just my thoughts and opinions on it. Uh, Bulls have announced that they're going to make a ring of honor uh, and uh, put the Pippin and Jordan and Baba put a whole bunch of guys up there that have been deserving of being up in something like that for years. Let's see. Let me get the names so that I have it all. Uh, so the 95-96 team, that whole team, that team is going in the ring of honor. Uh, uh, Artes Gilmore. Phil Jackson, Michael Jordan, Red Johnny Red Kerr, Dick Klein, Jerry Krause, Tony Kukoc, Bob Love, Scotty Pippen, Dennis Rodman, Jerry Sloan, Chet Walker, Tex Winter, and then apparently somehow the championship team that went. 72 and 10 in the regular season. Somehow that whole team is being put up there. I I don't get how it works, but <sighs> okay. Call it a Ring of Honor. Call it the Bulls Hall of Fame. I, that's fine. <sighs> um. Is Steve Kerr getting snubbed because of what he's doing away from the organization? Maybe. Do they wait till he retires as a coach to co- to give it to him? I don't know. Should he be? I think so. But um, that's exciting news. So, yeah. Um, also in Quick Hits, the season two tourney, uh, the, the mid-season, in-season tournament, uh, Lakers, Pacers, Lakers won 123 to 109. I'm sure it was a joke, but I have already seen people saying, look, LeBron has a midseason tournament and blah, blah, blah. If Michael Jordan played today, he'd be scoring 60. At the age of 60. Just going to put that out there. Um, Rich poses a question, given the Lakers' franchise history, is it worth a banner? No. It's the most storied team, the most storied team in, in NBA, period. Over the entire story of the NBA, the Lakers are the number one team. Sorry, I... I'm not saying they are the best, like, the best team 
in of any NFL team or of any NBA team is that 95 96 Bulls that will put them against anybody any day anywhere but the Lakers themselves as a franchise is the greatest franchise in NBA history the Bulls had six years that they were great I love them I take every bit of it but does that mean that that I mean seriously people the Lakers have been way better way longer no don't put a banner up I don't even know that I like acknowledge it in the in the uh, footnotes of the of the the program maybe It'd probably be what I do Okay. Okay. Um, Masked singer spoiler alert. Uh, but before we do that, let me give you an update on Rocket League. Uh, Varsity won again this week, and JV lost. You can check them out uh, on YouTube. I shared the, a link to one of our matches. I'll try to be better about that. Um, it just gets so busy. I have so much going on during uh, the, the meets. Um, and then Monday, Tuesday... We have meets, and that's going to be, and then we're done for two weeks, basically. Uh, I need to do some work to get uh, friend requests over to the guys so that we can do some practicing over break. But uh, outside of that, nope, we're good. Okay, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. We are going to, I'm going to talk about the Mass Singer. I'm going to give you the spoiler. I'm going to tell you who went home, who's going on to the finals. I am ready for this. Are you I'm not sure. Uh, as I do this, I once again will remind you that we, if you, if you don't want to listen to this, you can go away. That's fine. We're okay with that. We still love you. Uh, but if you want to listen to us in your car or while you drive or while you work or don't want to watch, don't want to watch us on Facebook, but want to just listen to us, check us out wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to, uh, if you want to uh, uh, watch us, but you don't want to watch us on Facebook, can you? You can jump on over to YouTube, where we will be. So yeah, and with that, final spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Um. Let me get to here. Hopefully this gives me. Okay. We had soundtrack to my life. Uh, group C finalists um, performed. Um, the initial song, Candra Labra sang I'm Going Down by Mary J. Blige. The Anteater sang Johnny Be Good by Chuck Berry. And the donut sang Georgia on My Mind by Ray Charles. The Anteater went out, uh, was eliminated as the, just eliminated, eliminated in the uh, main round. Uh, turns out it was singer, musician, and half of Hall and Oates, John Oates. The Candelabra 
also unmasked and uh, turned out to be singer, songwriter, and actress Keisha Cole. So yeah, that's what happened. Uh, Hunter Hayes came back and sang his song. Uh, I thought the donut had won based on the initial song. Um, I don't think that... Uh, I think he won on the initial song. I think it got really tight on the uh, the showdown or whatever, their, their battle royale, whatever they're calling that this time of year. Sure. Um, and then uh, it, it was close. I wouldn't have been mad if either one went home or either one stayed. I was happy with it. It was great. Um, that leaves your finalists as Gazelle, Donut, Cow, and Sea Queen. Uh, Rich and I, I do agree. I think I agree that the Gazelle is the one to beat in this whole ordeal. Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, and his power rankings are Gazelle, Donut, Cow, Sea Queen. I think the Sea Queen's better than Donut. Uh, personally, but you know, I it's I think they're all great. I would honestly, I could see any of them winning. I I think all of them are great. I think any of them, I would be fine with any of them winning. If you don't agree, come at me. Come fight me for it. Okay, with that, thanks for joining us this week, um, Rich. I hope you had a great weekend. Uh, and. Uh, Folks, I want to remind you, um, we know Jesus wasn't born on Christmas night. We celebrate his birth on Christmas night. His birth is what paved the way for his perfect life. His perfect life meant that his death on a cross meant something. The perfect sacrificial lamb. And his perfect death meant that he followed what he was supposed to and the power of God raised him out of the grave and in his resurrection brings us new life. That's why we celebrate Christmas. Presents are great, but if you don't know Jesus, presents mean nothing. So with that, just remember, if we don't see you by Christmas, remember that God loves you. Remember that you matter. And remember that it's not what you give somebody. It's not what you get from people. It's the gift of God come down in the form of a baby, born of a virgin. This last week, my daughter, we read the daughter, we, we read my daughter uh, from the Bible every night. And one day this week, we were running a little behind. So I wanted to be quick about it. And we've been reading Christmas, the Christmas part. We've been doing Christmas story stuff. And, and uh, I'm trying to teach her um, Luke's presentation of the, the Christmas story. But, but something struck me midweek this week. I felt like God said, teach her what it means. And Christmas is great and all, but... Let me let me tell you what Christmas is all about. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning and through him all things were made. Without him nothing 
was made that has been made. In him was life, that li and that life is the light of all mankind. The light shine, shone in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There is a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light so that the, through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He only came to as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet, to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children, nor, not, uh, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. This is what Christmas is all about, folks. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who come, came from the Father full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out, saying, This is the one I spoke about when I said, He who is coming after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Out of his fullness, we all have received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son, who He him, who is Himself God, and in is in closest relationship with the Father, has made Him known. That's Christmas, folks. If we don't see it by then, Merry Christmas. God bless you and love one another. Let's roll that outro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich. <laughs>